Dad? Yes? Thanks so much for doing this. But so, Sim, I know we have other things to talk about, but Sim and Amy have asked me to officiate their wedding. That's a great honor. It is a great honor. I don't know what to do. Can you give me some advice? Well, you go to this website and you sign up to be... Well, I've already done that part. (laughs) That's the easy part. Are you updated, though? Because you signed up years ago. I don't know if you're current. Well, I guess I'll put that on the list, Sim. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. I think the first step is to sit down with the two of them and basically interview them about what they'd like to have happen what the, and what they are hoping for in terms and what and what who will be there and what kind of style they'd like then you shape it to what I, I was going to give a monologue from <laughs> the member of the wedding by that's Carson actually, that's actually way better <laughs> that's very, way better because I needed attention but um but Sim seriously though can we talk about this what would you like out of your wedding What's most important to you? I'm just happy that you're going to be there. Honestly, I'm. I'm. We're both so touched that you're going to be there. I don't really. It doesn't really matter to Seems me like what you, you say. Thought about it. <laughs> All right. No, I. <laughs> I think you're going to be great no matter what. We're just honored that you're going to be there and you're doing this for us. We're so blessed and. Honored. How could I refuse that massive paycheck? That's true. That's true. Two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Wait, two hundred fifty dollars? Yeah. I thought it was 250K. You're locked in now. Fuck this. But your dad is here. I'm so excited. I know. Thanks, Dad, for being here. He's going to help us with a couple of different things. We're going to talk about GAPS, which which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, It's a charity that you both are so close to. Before we get to that, your book is out now. This is unbelievable. I'm terrified. How proud of her are you? Very, very proud. She's a brilliant writer. I've known this for a long time. And it's just a delight to know that now a whole lot more people are going to learn about that. Dad, thanks. How far into the book are you? I kind of dance around different places. Uh, I find a photograph that, oh, I remember this stuff, and then I read that part. Are you nervous at all? No. I am. You know what? Are you nervous that your dad's reading your book? Oh, yes. That's the thing that, of course, terrifies me. Like, the people that I love and that I'm close to read, like... it's one thing if it's like this is how I can relate to um, people that I don't know but maybe have the same issues that I did. You know, loneliness, um, feeling like, um, you know, a little lost in life or whatever. But um, that's another thing when your parents read it. Oh, my God. And you know what my mom said to me this morning? What? She said that she was going to give me a gift, and she was not going to read the book. <laughs> That's the best gift you can possibly get. I know. Have. I know. She was the person I was most terrified about reading the book. You don't care that your dad's reading it at all. It's your mom. No, no, no. No, about. of course I do. Yeah. Okay. I can't even look at him right now. My gift to you about the book is that I am going to read it, but I'm not going to get defensive about the stories you tell about me. It's a story. I have like a whole chapter that honors you. Have you gotten to that part yet? Well, maybe we're reading the chapter differently (laughs) (laughs) well the the book is available right now the link is actually on the photo of Anna right now on your phone if you're looking at your phone right now just press her nose or face or eyes whatever you want you'll see the episode description scroll down and there's a link right there push that button and then you can get your book 
via Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, whatever the link is going to. I'm not sure, but uh, you'll get it in a couple of days. But great ad no, read, Sim. <laughs> I'm not even reading the ad. This is all off the cuff. Uh huh. Clearly, <laughs> that's how good I've become. You were- <laughs> we are going to talk about gaps in a second. Um, Ariel Kebel is our guest, and what a powerful episode that oh was. My gosh. Oh, my God. It, it, so relevant, so amazing. She's so she's so well-spoken, brilliant. I Actually, I, as I said the words well-spoken, I was like, God, that's kind of a sexist thing to say because you wouldn't describe like a man as being well-spoken. People call me well-spoken. <laughs> you are very well-spoken, <laughs> sir. I think they would describe a man as eloquent, Yes, um, but no, but she's she's unbelievable. Uh, it was a it was an honor to have her, and so smart, so charming. And We'd I think that back. I hope that people can identify with uh, with the idea of sort of the sexual harassment issues that we talk about. I think so too. I learned so much from just listening to you both talk. Seriously, but you're amazing. Your dad is sitting here patiently smiling and laughing at us. But we Thanks, have to talk about something serious. There is a charity that you were both very involved in, and it's called GAPS. Sir, please tell us what GAPS is. GAPS is an acronym for the Global Alliance to Prevent Prematurity and Stillbirth. <clears throat> it is a 501c3, uh, founded about 10 years ago at Seattle Children's Hospital and is now an independent organization with a global reach and uh, involving partnerships with many organizations worldwide. And it's addressing a very important um, challenge. Dad, were you involved with any of the people involved in GAPS before my son was born? I was close friends and an advisor to some of the people at Seattle Children's Hospital and uh, became quite friendly with the director of GAPS, Dr. Craig Rubens. And uh, so I was very much uh, interested in the, in the challenge that GAPS is attempting to confront. So, dear listeners, um, I, um, some of you may know, but the reason why this organization uh, is uh, so important to my family is because my son, Jack, was born two months early. My water broke in the middle of the night. I thought maybe I had peed. I hopefully thought I had peed. But it turns out he decided to come into the world early. And uh, I was rushed to Cedar sinai where they took incredible care of me. And I'm so... Um, I'm so thankful for the, the amazing doctors and nurses that... Um, that helped Jack be a, the healthy, beautiful child that he is um, today. But without without this, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what the alternative, I hate to think about what the alternative would be. Well, tragically, many children, of course, do not have the kind of support and care that Jack did. And uh, right now, the leading cause of death of young children worldwide is premature birth. And the situation in the United States is not any better than it is worldwide, actually. There's very high rates of, of uh, premature birth in the U.S., and we don't understand why. There's a great mystery around why so many children are born early. When Jack was in the NICU for, you know, a month, um, we saw people from all different 
walks of life, people, other actresses, um, people that, you know, didn't have a ton of resource. It did feel like what could possibly be sort of the cause of, if you can't pinpoint, I mean, maybe that's like the human nature is to attempt to sort of figure out, is there, you know, is there an environmental cause to this? Is it a place that you live? You know, if you live in Reseda or whatever, I don't know. But um, Well, we do know some things. We know that healthy moms are more likely to carry their babies to full term. And we know that, um, that uh, birth spacing, not having children too close together um, in time, is another way to try to reduce the likelihood of having a premature birth. But in many cases, there's no obvious explanation at all. The good news is that we're convinced that we can do research that's never been done before with more data, more tissue samples on more women over a period of time and with analytic techniques never before available. We're on the very frontier of medical research in a very exciting way. And we know we can come to understand the nature of pregnancy uh, in much greater depth than ever before. It is actually a very mysterious and not well-known biological phenomenon. And through that, we are convinced we can find ways to dramatically improve our ability to prevent premature birth. And that will save the lives of millions of babies. So um, this is a great uh, endeavor, and I'm so pleased you're supporting it. And uh, I want to thank Sim also for being enthusiastic about this. Where can we find out some more information? Well, the best place to get a lot of information is the website for GAPS. And Again, I'll just say the full name is Global Alliance to Prevent Prematurity and Stillbirth. That's G-A-P-P-S, and it's just G-A-P-P-S dot org. Very simple. And if you don't mind, we'd love to do a full episode with you and, and potentially a, a, a special guest that we, we won't name yet because he's not and locked in. But Dear listeners, we'd love to hear, if you have stories, we'd love to compile um, a collection of, of stories if... if um, I think everyone has sort of their their pregnancy stories in one variation or another, but uh, we'd love to hear. Um, they can go on qualify.com and then send an email to me and just put that in the subject line, and then we can discuss it when we have our full episode. Hey, Dad, I was not premature, right? You were not. You were tardy. You were you were three weeks late. And your mom and I got into a kind of an, a weird mental state that maybe this isn't going to happen at all. <laughs> But when it did, you, you came along quite rapidly. And so. Uh, I remember you describing me when I was a kid, because you know how you remember what your parents, like the, the, the story of your birth, whatever. Like, I remember you always telling me that I was a well baked loaf. <laughs> well, some, some breads come out, some loaves of bread come out of the oven a little earlier than they should, but you were nice and brown and toasted. You, Jack was like a little thin, sweet, beautiful noodle. <laughs> Yeah, you you were plump and uh, and beautiful. You looked didn't look like a newborn. You looked like a three week old, and that's really what you were. And then I never grew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you reached. You were at the t- top of the the uh, the charts uh, as a as a newborn. And then, I like uh, safety. I always have. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, you you turned out great, and and so did Jack. Uh, but we are we were we're, we are really committed to finding ways to help. Um, Mothers and fathers find ways to to have the best, most healthy baby possible and ideally carry that baby to full term. 
we also know there are ways in which we can extend great care to those babies who are born early and um, try to make every outcome as good as it was for, for Jack. The website, again, for more information is gaps.org. That's G-A-P-P-S dot org. Jack, thank you so much. Do you mind? Do you want to uh, come back and do uh, an ad in about 45 minutes, the, uh, our mid-roll ad? Do you want to? Please. Come on, Dad. You're an ad man. You're like a madman. All right. Perfect. You'll be back. Thank you so much. Okay, so we can actually start now. Anna, you want to introduce our guest? We have a special guest here. Yes. Um, Ariel, am I saying that? Ari- is it Ariel Kebble or Ariel Kebble? It's Ariel Ariel Kebble. Yeah. Ariel. That is such a fucking beautiful name. Well, it is when you say it like that. <laughs> Ariel Kebble. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. Um, you're on this podcast called Unqualified, and we're about to give... Uh, unqualified advice but I have a funny feeling that your advice will be better than mine <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that we're actually going to change format if you don't mind if you'll indulge me for a second because today we want to talk about a sensitive topic that's been at the forefront of current events and we're going to call Alice she has a question for us Nina would you mind dialing her up Ariel thank you so much for hanging out with us today yeah, of yeah course. it's Francis not Alice did you say Alice did I say Alice oh Francis excuse me <laughs> I read the wrong name. Uh, turns out at the <laughs> forefront of... <laughs> Hello? Hey, Francis. It's Sim. How are you? Hi, Sim. I'm all right. Thanks. How are you? What time is it in London right now? Um, It's almost midnight. I'm going to introduce you to Honor. Hi, and thank you so much for talking with us. Um, I so appreciate it. I'm so sorry that it's so late, and you're so kind to do this. And Anna's going to introduce our special guest to you. Yes, it's Ariel Kebble. Ariel Kebble. We just talked Ariel. about this. Fuck. <laughs> it's cool, guys. Hi, it's Ariel Kebble. <laughs> but what about with an English accent? Uh, Francis, you want to try? She's like, um, I know I'm tired. She's, yeah. like, <laughs> she's like, it's my well, she, no, But she, she wants to talk about something. Up. Something is on our mind right now. And I know we're kind of in this jokey mood right now, but there's stuff happening right now that we should discuss. So, Francis, tell us what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not the best of, of joke conversations. Um, basically, uh, I mean, even just the whole last week has not really been sleeping so great because I, um, with everything in the, the media about, um, Harvey Weinstein and the, you know, the hashtag me too, I really, 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 like felt it lately and um I, you know I've been questioning should I should I say something should I should I write in should I even do a hashtag me too whatever um because you know I, I haven't been raped but I have experienced a large number of um sexual harassments violations abusive interactions that have really shaped 
how how I am as a person, um, especially how I am around men. I mean, I'm basically terrified of them. Um, and I, I mean, I have a lot of, of male friends, but I, I see it when I'm around them. I'm, 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 I act like a boy on purpose to try and make sure that I'm, I'm not in any way seen in that way, but I am, you know, I mean, my first experience was when I was eight years old. My most recent one was two years ago. Like, and I try and have conversations with people about it, but there's this um, feeling that we're not allowed to talk about it, that we're not allowed to say these things because we're being melodramatic or, um, you know, we, we don't have this this power. And I, I've tried to talk about it with my male friends and they get completely silent. And there's even been instances where I've been out with them and things have happened and they would would joke about it, not really knowing what had happened. And I would tell them and they would just be like, oh, and that, that's it. No. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Like, my God, if I'd known, I would have helped. No, anything like like that. And I just I guess. My question is, how can we have these experiences and um, move forward, but not marginalize them and wave them off because everyone makes us feel like they're nothing? God, that is like, what a fucking question. Uh, Because because I, I think that there is that feeling of like, we're supposed to feel like this isn't a big deal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And that like, like somebody making us feel small because of our sexuality or because of, uh, whatever their, their predatory nature. Um, and we've been so acclimatized to it that we, um, that we have to dismiss it or we shrug it off. Um, but I think that anybody listening and I, I'm sure that like we've got three incredible women here in the room four including myself I think <laughs> but um but that can completely relate to I, I mean I don't I don't know if I've ever talked to a woman who couldn't possibly relate yeah absolutely I mean I think that is what the hashtag me too is all about is um, really making it clear that there's there's not a woman that hasn't been sexually harassed in some way, shape, or form. And and Alice, I just as Alice, 
No, Francis. Francis, I, I want to commend you on sharing everything you did and coming on the show in the first place because, um, you know, hearing your voice, I can hear how scary this is for you to share and how um, this has really affected you. And that, to me, is the result of harassment. And when you said I didn't want to share because... I, you know, I wasn't sure if I should because I haven't been raped. This is what we're talking about. It might be on. Yes, there's there's different levels of it, of the physical abuse and the mental abuse. But you have been abused. I could hear it in your voice. And you're brave. You're brave. And the point of this entire conversation is that it's okay to talk about it. And I think that is how we move forward is, you know, if you is having the conversation and 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 flipping the conversation because the conversation is not about sex it's about power and when men and women together start to understand that men are manipulating for power yeah sure the sex feels good but it's a power play it's a mind game it's a manipulation and the more men that start talking about that the more free we are to not act like boys to be safe, but to actually be the women that we are and be strong women that we are and add to the conversation that way instead of pretending to be boys to be safe. Do you guys ever remember... That's um, amazing, by the way. That is amazing. I mean, that's... Do you remember ever being told that you throw like a girl? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, wait, but I... Wait, am I a girl? But but it's not a dissimilar mentality you know like the idea that ah you're weaker you are you are living up to my expectation of you I'm also going to put you down for your gender yes and you you hear that you start to hear that like when you're eight it's like oh I throw like a girl well therefore I cannot throw (laughs) that was always like I guess I'm just not good and um and, and I know that maybe it's a reach what I'm trying to sort of link these two ideas to, but, but the idea that, um, I guess that there's an automatic assumption that these casual put downs or, um, something that somebody could say to you that they have heard maybe their dad say, or bosses say, or whatever that has been like a cultural norm, um, that's been embedded that, um, that, that makes us feel small. And, um, to make them feel big. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And And, Francis, I I don't know if like, if that's, if that's sort of, if you can relate to that idea at all, but, um, I mean, I, I kind of, can I say something? I know most men that I know don't abuse or harass women, but I'm not sure how many of them actually stopped to think about how their actions might inadvertently perpetuate gender inequality. How can men have that conversation with women? How can they support? Support them in that way. Like I want to know what I can do. Can I jump in? Please. First of all, I love that. Like, thank you, thank you for not just talking about it being like, okay, cool. What can I do? I know this all started through the Weinstein conversation. So you know, people are saying he's a monster, or I'm so shocked. You know, men especially, right. and it's like, well, men, you only get to be shocked once before yeah. you're part of the problem. And not I'm not shocked at all, by the way. No, I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. I believe. But I love this blog because, and actually, my sister sent it to me in in support. Which, and I love that like women are sharing information about this. But here's like that very question is like, what can I do to support? Um, the the 
it, it lists like five things. It's like one is like, what can I do to support the women who have um, have suffered sexual assault? This if, this isn't um, about how brave and strong I am as a man. It's about the challenges that women continue to face just in this existing world. It's like acknowledging sexual assault as a violent crime that is offense, offensive to me, not because I am related to a person who is female. Um, four, I am going to work on my own awareness of how I benefit from systems that keep Harvey Weinstein on top for 20 years while he rapes and assaults women. I'm going to work on dismantling those systems. It's uncomfortable to see it, but I have to see it. I'm going to listen to women. I'm going to believe them. I am not going to be shocked. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, Channing Tatum just pulled out of a movie, um, that was around abusing women. I, I think it's about men being willing to flip the conversation. It's about men being willing not only to say, oh my God, you have my support, but the next time you're in a bar, at a restaurant, in a business meeting, the next time you're in a business meeting and you see someone power playing a woman, call them out having the, yeah, literally call having the balls to call them out. Absolutely. Exactly. And to be a leader in, in that, that's a game changer because so many, so much in the past, it's been male camaraderie and no one says anything. And then the woman is blamed for saying something. Exactly. So I think it's, this whole thing is so overwhelming. I know that it's so overwhelming for me, but I think that if people, men especially, start to realize it's the ev everyday acts, it's just about going through your regular everyday life with a changed perspective. That is enough because that will, you know, it will equal more. Oh, God. I, I mean, <laughs> let's just all crawl in a hole. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, uh, my, my fiance, Amy, she told me that there isn't a day that doesn't go by when she's walking to work sh that someone doesn't say something to her that makes her feel uncomfortable. Every single day. Congrats, she's like, you got happening. a hot lady. <laughs> but that's the no, thing. I that I know, I know. Are, I'm only like making a, a joke because no, I need no, a break but, from all this. <laughs> but it's so tough. It's so tough to talk about. But it 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 is because um, the idea of sort of how do we grapple with the idea of feeling a, like empowered and attractive and at the same time guilty like because of society for f wanting to feel those things. I hear you. I, I've, I've cried a lot the last two weeks and the biggest, it was a big like wake up for me because I actually realized I was part of a statistic and not the statistic of being raped, but the statistic of feeling guilty that I hadn't been and that my friends had been and that I considered myself lucky that I was able to get out of situations. And so because of that, I've kept my mouth shut. I mean, I've always supported my friends and my family members who have been through it and, and, but like somehow that silenced me because like I didn't have it as bad as other people. So like I shouldn't complain or talk about it. And when I saw the Me Too hashtag going around, when I was reading all the articles about the Harvey of it all, like I was like, oh my God, holy shit. Here I am a woman who considers myself uh, wanting to be part of the change. And like I was actually part of the statistic that was keeping quiet. And that was so heartbreaking and embarrassing for me to like look at myself and go like, 
oh my God, I've spent years in Hollywood being proud that I've dodged tricky situations. You know, like we all know it here. You go out to events, you're on set, you're in meetings. It's those really uncomfortable questions that cause a woman to think over time, how do I get out of this? Do I chuckle? Do I not respond? Do I stare at them? Do I, you know, is this worth my job right now? Or do I just be quiet and play along? Like, what is that line? And guess what? Men are never having to think over time. They're just doing it. They're dropping the ball and they're letting us maneuver everything else. And I was just like so heartbroken and embarrassed for my own journey, but then also for these women who are coming forward that have been through more than me and are brave enough to start this conversation and the wave that we're all riding now because of it, like... I'm, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's clearly lit a fire in me, but I'm like, I, I just, um, I won't be like quiet ever again, <laughs> you know? The only good thing that came out of this is the fact that everyone's talking about it now. Yeah, exactly. And, and the idea that, um, hopefully this pattern will be broken. I think, I think yeah. it will. I think so. I think I, so. I've, I have a good feeling about this. This No one's tolerating this. Always, Everyone I've talked to is, there's zero tolerance now, I think, in our industry. At least in our industry. I don't know about others, but... Well, hang on a sec. There's been a couple people that have come out with statements that are like very like on both sides. What? Oh, maybe we shouldn't go there. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> wait a minute. I want to go there. <laughs> I had a director. Um, I was doing a scene where I was on, I was on a ladder, and I was supposed to be taking like books off of a shelf, and he slapped my ass mm. in front of the crew so hard, and all I could do was giggle. Yeah. And I like I remember looking around and I remember seeing like other crew like crew members being like are you, wait what are you going to do about that? That seemed weird. No one and said anything though? No, it was the director. And but I mean like li- uh, like No one said anything uh, after? No. No. But that but, and that's the part that but, men can start see, doing. See, you're not surprised at all. Yeah. I'm not the, surprised yeah, at all. yeah, yeah. I'm like it, no one would say anything it wasn't because a thing. they don't want to like, lose their job. Yeah, but and and you know, and and that's how I dismissed it. I was like, "Well, this isn't a thing. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Come on, Ferris, yeah. like, buck up. It's not that big of a deal, you know. Like, just giggle." Yeah. And um, but it, but it made me feel small, and yeah. you know, he wouldn't have done that to the lead male. Of course. And that's exactly, I've found myself giggling out of so many situations and it's like, you know, screw you for making me have to figure it out. Right. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Like I, this, this is my puzzle. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you asked how men can change in the future. The next time, God forbid that were to ever happen on set. If there's a man around, say something, say something. (laughs) I think it's going to happen. I think that's going to happen now. I I do think that um I think that there have to there there must be a ton of men in Hollywood and all over the world maybe that are are pretty scared right now with their because of their guilty behavior. You know, I, I, as much as I like bemoan um the iPhone and like in social media and all that, but 
it has given a liberation for sure Mm -hmm. and like accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, But hey, Francis, I'm so sorry that we've like sort of strayed. I want you to be able to talk about your experiences if you want to more because we're here and this is relevant. Um, No, I'm actually, (laughs) I'm really moved by listening to you guys talk. Um, It's what you guys are saying is, is easing my anxiety about humanity <laughs> um, because I'm, you know, I, I sit and I listen to people, you know, belittle situations and, and or, or get awkward when the conversation comes up and it just makes me think that I'm wrong by wanting to talk about it. But obviously you guys just went off on a whole big thing and that was really nice to hear so thank you for that I love um, you I know <laughs> can <laughs> you move to Los Angeles <laughs> will you come like I want, just want to pet your head <laughs> wait is that that might be creepy <laughs> I'm sorry in that's sexual harassment <laughs> fuck <laughs> I've fallen into my own trap <laughs> uh, um, yeah I don't know if you're familiar with rain but it's like the biggest um sexual violence um organization and they have a website you can look up statistics on sexual harassment for both men and women and i feel like it might help you right now because some of the things you know you were saying about anxiety and you know i just want you to know that's so normal not only are you normal, you're brave and you're human and everything that you're feeling is so normal for what you've been through. And I feel like maybe if you could check out that website and, you know, if if hearing us is helping you, then I think maybe reading more statistics, I'm not saying you're a statistic, I'm saying like, it's helpful to have facts in front of you, like it actually lists like, X amount percentage of people suffer from anxiety due to sexual harassment. X amount of women try to commit suicide due to, you know, sexual abuse. Like it actually says those things. So I just want you to know that beyond us and this conversation, there's um, there's a lot more you can do to, to give yourself relief and to know that you're not alone and to know that, you know, the conversation is happening. Things are changing, but to to ease the pain that you're in physically right now, I think that might help. I, I remember when I was in third grade, I felt like, oh, if there is a God, he must, he or she, but at the time it was he, um, must be very cruel because to make us as the weaker sex physically, as intelligent, if not more intelligent than the other gender. I, I was like, there, there, this is just, this is just cruel. This is, there's no way. Like if there was a God, shouldn't have, we, we could have been much less intelligent if we were like Dumbos like giggling around or whatever. But, but, but the larger idea is that of course we should be able to have a feeling of ownership of our sexuality and our te- and our intelligence and our identity without it being defined by somebody else in any way. That's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Well. Hey, Francis. 
I'm still an this, atheist. Uh, Francis, did this help you? I hope this helped. <laughs> well, I, it still I helped yeah, a lot of people. I'm quite sure. It definitely helped me, that's for sure. Hey, Francis. You, you two are amazing, yeah. by the way. I'm so glad we had, had this conversation. Hey, will, will and you? I really want more men to. I, I, you know what? I'm trying so hard to get more men to listen to the show. You know what? If we start to show our tits more, <laughs> then. Um, They'll for sure do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, but listen, Francis, I, I, I can't thank you enough for, for what you like, for what you're bringing to the table. Seriously, Francis, thank you so much for sharing your story, for bringing this up. I'm glad we all spoke about it. I totally understand your disappointment in the other, uh, the other gender because I have it as well. Um, but you know what? There are some good men out there. There's some great people out there, and we'll find them. Yeah, the thing I really felt strongly about was was the conversation which you guys talked about so much and in that that whole answer and I I was really grateful to hear that word come up um, and I do you know, I've had that song from um, my crazy ex girlfriend in my head let's generalize about men yeah all day. isn't that great <laughs> I just saw that episode it's it's, it's so, so good <laughs> um, and you know I. I don't at all think that all men are, I, I have so many male friends and they're not, it's just this, this little part that's not, that's not clicking yet that they don't, they don't know because they don't experience it. Totally. And, um, yeah. I'm so happy you just yeah, said that really because I, I actually posted about the me too hashtag on my Instagram and a lot of the um, uh, comments I got back were from men saying, you know, thank you for voicing your opinion and standing uh, for, for, for women, but I have to say, I don't like the Me Too hashtag. It feels like you're attacking all men. And, and my response was nowhere in the Me Too hashtag does it say by all men hashtag. Nowhere. Yeah. So if you're a man yeah, and no. you're feeling attacked, then do your research and understand that you're only under attack if you're somebody who ha- is has sexually harassed a woman. If you're not, then be a strong enough, brave enough man to know this isn't about you and stand for the cause. And I think that maybe your friends, if they realize they're not being attacked, they can stand in the same conversation with you because this isn't about all men. This is about the men who are choosing power to manipulate and belittle women. You're awesome, Ariel. Hey, Francis. <laughs> yeah, we have that to... was like the most amazing sentence. <laughs> Francis, we have to go, but this is seriously one of the most powerful calls we've ever had. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Sweet dreams. Thank you very much. Yes. Sweet Thank you. Dreams. you sweet dreams after we've talked about this. <laughs> well, no, no, I didn't mean that. I meant that. I really meant that because it's like after midnight exactly, and I yeah. like wanted her to feel right. better. Yeah, have good dreams. <laughs> uh, uh, bounce on marshmallows. And... <laughs> Poppycorn. Oh my God, I love you. (laughs) Good night, Francis. Good night. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. You're amazing. Good night. All (laughs) people are evil and awful. We're all going to hell. Sweet dreams. Oh my God. (laughs) People you think are your friends, they're not. They just want to fuck you. Sweet dreams. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, thanks for calling me out. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, that was.
Oh, the whole world is like a burning ember. <laughs> but sweet dreams. But I see sweet rainbows. Dreams. I see rainbows. <laughs> We're in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So good luck. Good luck with actresses. We have long eyelashes. <laughs> Fuck you. Jeez, Louise, Sim. Yeah, I mean, but I'm glad I did that at the top. I'm I'm really glad Ooh. as well. I'm flushed. <laughs> but you know what was kind of amazing? It was amazing to sort of watch you, Sim. Mm, why? Oh, I see the power play. Because I'm curious. Okay, because I saw you, well, first of all, like absorbing for sure. And I know that you, um, you are incredibly empathetic, but... Is it possible for you to fully understand? No, never. I'll never understand. And because, you know what? And you know, like I'll tell you something. Across and and from Amy like, will one, tell like, me. Like one of the most fucking gorgeous women in the world. Of course. <laughs> and, of course. Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. She told me that a, my fiance no, you told can me cut that him I will off never. Anytime you're saying that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See? I, herein lies. We are proving. The whole fucking complication of the whole fucking situation. I'll never understand. The truth is I'll never understand. And Amy told me that I'll never understand. I don't think any guy will ever, ever fully understand Because I saw you looking with empathy Mm -hmm. and nodding your head. Yes. And being like, yes, this is serious. This is serious. But what can I possibly offer? All I could say uh, is, how? uh, what can I do? What I felt like, what was running around in your head? Tits. No, come on. No, no, you can't. What you're doing by saying that. I know. I'm exacerbating the problem. But. Which is what very smart comedians do. Am I totally off base? This is so off base. I am so not off base. Completely off base. Oh my God. This is the wrong time to bring that up. Of course it is. But that's what we're doing. (laughs) No, but that was brilliant, actually. Because you. Yeah. Yeah. You. Because that is exactly it. But I think that a lot of men are like scared that they don't understand right now or scared about what's happening, period. Right. But no, I'm not scared. I'm I'm not worried. I'm just because I know that I'll never be. I'll never be that. No, I'll never. Okay. I've never been close to that. And Anna's known me for 17 years. I'm not that guy at all. Oh, not. But I know so many people who are that guy. Of course. Do you think that there's an idea of like, and I hate to gender simplify, I hate it. But I'm going to right now. The idea that um, women are slightly better multitaskers. Gets a given. Well, okay. So here's where I'm going with this. So where you are like, you know, like tits or whatever. I can't believe that you would just completely. Wow. Really? After 17 years? You're just like tits? Come on. But no, no, no. No, I'm not saying that exactly about you. I'm saying that your gender can only focus on one thing sometimes. We think about sex a lot. We see it, I, and it doesn't matter. There's a lot of ladies. Here's if the I thing. could, if I could okay. be like, maybe like, like grocery that, list. if I could be the Swiss right now. Yes. Thank you. Please. Here's what I think I'm hearing, but I'm happy to be super wrong. Yeah. I think what you I'm better hearing. better side with me. <laughs> You know, there's only one way to go here. Fuck, I'm the Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I'm Germany. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, it's like men will never understand 
we're not asking you to fully understand the same way that women will never understand certain things about men. Like Fuck. whatever, football, Fuck gambling, That's whatever. That's so fucking smart. <laughs> God <But>. damn it. <laughs> Yes, the Swiss wins. We're rewriting history. We're rewriting history. Whoa. <laughs> continue, continue. But I, I, I want to learn. I think that's the point. And you're brilliant because you brought it up. But it's not about fully like men have wonderful gifts to offer this world. Women have wonderful gifts to offer this world. It's about respecting both of those and not trying to be one or the other, but like in a respectful way, honoring men for what they do best, honoring women for what they do best and completely equal down the middle. That's why this world is made up of men and women, girls and boys. There's a reason everyone has their part. And so I think that, like, don't try and understand it. Just get in touch with your belief system and know that, like, I would never try to do the things a man does. That wouldn't just make me feel like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I stay in my lane. You guys stay in your, yours. And everyone respects each other's lane. I think that, the like, early on, and I never felt all that attractive at all growing up. But really? Wait, can I, I just say you. something for one second? Oh my God, I love you. Here's a little like flashback Hollywood. I don't oh even know boy. what year it was, but we did a table read. Do you remember this? I'm going to be so embarrassed if you don't. The house bunny table read. Oh yeah. Yes, yes. That's where it was. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that table read and being like, my God, oh, I just want to be like Anna Ferris. She's so funny and so pretty. She can do everything. Da -da -da -da. That really? Yes. Uh, that's what I was thinking as I was supposed to be focusing on my fucking lines. Oh, God, I love you. Yes. That, I think that was when we first... Well, we probably met before that. I, it's a stupid events or something. But probably. that was like, I remember... Oh, my God. That makes it like you're filling yeah. my heart with joy. Yeah. Especially because women in this industry... I don't know. Like, don't we tear each other down a bit? And I love it that you were like... You liked me. Yeah. Fuck. That sounds so fucking pathetic. No, well, I am a proud fucking woman. Yeah. You better fucking like me. Uh, yeah. No, I remember I've being... got talent of the yin-yang. It was... you. Yeah. Uh, listen, lady. Oh, and you've got great nails. <laughs> um, you guys can't see what I can. <laughs> um, no, not only did I like you, I was like... Um, I was blown away by you. It, it, there was, it was, yeah, you're like, you really, you're wonderful. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, um, as we were talking earlier, I got a text from our dear writer from the house bunny Kiwi. She really? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm so proud that, um, that that was a project that we all created and and I'm so proud that Cassie here is like she's our dear head writer. Cassie, will you say hi? Hey guys. She's also a brilliant writer and she just like she's working on she has her a movie coming out. Yes. That's amazing. What's yeah. the movie? It's about to be, no, it's not coming out yet. Sorry, it's about it's, to be filmed. Yeah, it's gonna film in the spring. It's called Besties with That's, DreamWorks. That's amazing. Isn't that fucking rad? Like I, I love it that like we're creating like I love like people supporting each other. I was yes. about to say women, but I want to say people because that's really what it is. It's just like people supporting each other. And now Sim is like, <laughs> look at him nodding. He's I'm, like, I'm always supporting. Your eyes are glazing over. No, come on. This is so important. <laughs> you need to see some tits. Fine. 
You guys should start logging how many times you say tits. I think you, I do, do really you like. like your, do you like your own tits? Do I? Yeah. Do Are you, you kidding? Do you love them? Ah, uh, yeah. Doc, <laughs> I paid like Doctor Titlebaum. <laughs> They're fucking awesome. That's amazing. But I will not be demeaned. There is no way in hell I I will let this town define who I am. I'm a bleach blonde with Dr. Tadabon's work. Natural bleach blondes. The Honest Company now has bleach. (laughs) Oh, man. Fuck you. Wait, you said something about iPhones earlier and it like triggered me because I... Have you seen Battle of the Sexes? Yes. It's so good, right? It's really hot First of all, that movie's amazing. I think everyone should see it. It's an amazing movie. I love that amazing. movie. And But I found myself bawling, like, even at the scenes that were not sad, because I'm like, uh, okay. Okay, Kevl. I often refer to myself as Kevl when I'm talking to myself in the middle of a movie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And I'm like, this movie's in the 70s. Okay, we're in 2017, so that's nearly 50 years ago. Okay, when were iPhones made? Oh, oh, iPhones came out 10 years ago. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so we can have our entire world change everything in 10 years, but in over 50 years, we are still battling the exact same issues with equality across the board from gender inequality in the workplace to the LGBT community to sexual harassment. It it blew my mind how timely this movie is. I loved, loved, loved every second of it. I loved it. And it was like, I was so grateful for art right now because I'm like, you know what? Thank God we have movies. Thank God we have music. Thank God we have paintings and whatever it is that inspires you to like highlight what's happening in communities right now because anyone who sits in that theater cannot help but be embarrassed that it was in the 70s and it literally if you took away the 70s filter it it could be 2017 how many times were you watching that movie where you just said to yourself i cannot believe that that guy said that and then these are but these are like actual like archival footage of of reporters saying these like howard cosell it was unbelievable disgusting you would think that it was a character in a movie and not in real life exactly Exactly. Hey, but I do want to, like, I do want to applaud the idea of men that appreciate, like, a smart woman. And Thank you. (laughs) Fuck you. No, I want you to give me one compliment today, because all you said about me is that all I care about is tits. (laughs) No, she said that you were paying close attention that she was watching you the whole time. And then, and, and then, keep if, going, keep if going. You take off your shirt. <laughs> maybe you'll get a little cash for this podcast. <laughs> or maybe she'll take you a little more seriously. <laughs> yeah, I just need you to like prove your dramatic skills, you know? <laughs> like, would you ever get naked for a dramatic role? Yeah, for a dramatic my, role. I feel like this yeah. is my fault being the only guy in the room. So I'm just going to have to take it from you guys. I think it's great. I get it. It's fine. No, I will no, take, no. I will, truly, I will be the scapegoat truly for the, the purpose of this podcast I, I will be the scapegoat I, no, of no, no, my no, gender no no, no. Okay. i have to i i have to like applaud you for like surrounding yourself and loving women in your life that are really smart and your i, I only want to work with women That's fiance it. your soon-to-be wife is so fucking brilliant i have to believe 
there's a lot of men out there that value that, that value like the idea of like a true intellectual partner. Definitely. And and you're one of those Thank great you. people. Aww. Thank you so much, Anna. You're looking at you're doing I know, like I that know, weird I, thing. I'm, I'm touched right now. Okay, I was a little ahead. angry before, but now okay. I'm really touched. Are you? So thank you. No, look at him. I adore is you. He touched so much. Or I'm touched. is he angry? <laughs> I'm, I'm Cassie. Out of this one. Cassie. I'm no longer the Swiss. <laughs> I'm touched. I'm touched. He's touched. Thank yeah. you. I am touched. He's touched. Yeah. You still don't believe me? No, no I totally believe you. I well. I am. Uh, Anna, are when you, you give me a compliment anger? like that, how can I not be touched? Well, it's true, though. You are a fucking awesome man. Oh. And, Thanks. you know, anybody would be so lucky to have you in their lives. And I'm oh. so happy that Amy has you. You're so and, sweet to say that. Thank and you so you're also, yeah, listen to me. I'm getting, like, all sentimental. I'm going to cut all this out anyway. No one Fine. wants to hear this. Fuck you. No one, no one wants to hear this. Dick. I was like, who gives a fuck about yeah, sin? Yeah, fuck you. We have Ariel Kebble here. They want to talk about Sim seriously. Oh, you said my name right. Thanks. <laughs> I always said it right. I thought, didn't I? Oh, I asked you how, how to pronounce it. I don't it. know. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, man. He has a good memory. <laughs> All right. So oh, we have some fun stuff for you. Oh, great. No, oh. that's that's not. Um, also, I just want to say thank you for being willing to share the story about the director. I don't know if that was oh. easy or hard for you, but I know that like right now, more than ever, everyone being willing to share is so valuable and i'm sure francis listening like was shocked that you were willing to share something like that i know i'm grateful that you shared that like because as you were talking i was recounting all the number of times that i like giggled and how much i've beat myself up for that since like or how many times i trained myself to like if a guy put his hand on my shoulder but i knew it like at an event that i'd be like oh excuse me i have to go to the bathroom you know like the way that i had trained myself to get out of a situation so it wouldn't get worse and it's just like you sharing that is exactly i feel like the the bravery that everyone is valuing right now because it's like it, it, I, I can't think happening so it's so kind that you say that but I interpret that as me being incredibly weak and I remember like clocking the crew members looking at me like are you gonna do something I, like that was that's that seemed insulting and instead I giggled and I felt like is that is this who my parents raised me to be? Like, I can't believe I'm. I resorted to that to like just giggling. Yeah, um, that's how I felt. That's how I feel too. That's why I've been crying, like feeling guilty and embarrassed and ashamed. But you did the best that you could do, and now you're sharing. And I, I think that's what. I know none I of us know did. What to do, I didn't know. Like, do I whip she, around and say? But, here, like, Get but let the me say fuck. something. Let me say something. You were on a big movie set on in front of a crew of what over a hundred, yeah. right? Okay, so you were in front of it. You're the lead of a movie, on a movie set with a big director in front of over a hundred people. I don't know how many women or men listening would know what to do in that situation that's the harassment is that that director knew that you wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. And he was betting on it because I guarantee you, if he thought you were going to do something, he wouldn't have, or that anyone was going to do anything. He wouldn't have put himself in the powerful situation in the first place to freaking do it. 
Yeah, you're completely right. Yeah. And so you're not weak. And that's, that's the conversation is you're not weak for giggling. These men are weak for doing it. It's not a power play. It's a manipulation and it needs to stop. Yeah. I, I like, I tried it, it because I, I really, I, like all of us, tried to um, forget about it because it didn't feel like, like what, it's not that big, you know, like. No, but, I know, that's it. No, yeah. it's not, I, I didn't get raped, so I shouldn't talk right, about right, it. Right, 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 right. It's like, not that it's big just of a like, deal. I'm yeah. lucky. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, but then you end up thinking of it, like, hangs on your brain for a while. And you keep thinking, like, why am I thinking about that so much? Why am I thinking about that so much? That made me feel like how, you know, like not of value. Yeah. And, um, and that's what like so many people go through. So I, I'm, I'm so glad there's a dialogue. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Happening. Yeah, me too. Thanks for saying that. Um, Rainbows. <laughs> Rainbows. Okay, wait. Now, okay, we're, we are going to get to funnier, funnier things. <clears throat> okay, deal, these are deal breakers. Oh, yes. So imag imagine you're single. We don't know your Hard situation, but imagine you're single. Oh, yeah. oh, well, you don't know my situation? I'll tell you guys. Yeah? Single. <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. All those, all those podcast listeners. <laughs> okay, maybe we can finally get some male listeners now. Fuck yeah. Woo! <laughs> okay, so deal breakers. Okay. After three dates, he presents you with a highly detailed portrait he painted of you. <gasps> it's awful and it looks nothing like you. Am I supposed to, like, what do I do? Is that the question? No, it's just like, would that be a deal breaker? Yeah. Yes. Let me tell you something. Ooh. Some guy on a first date showed up with like a Lego rose in a real vase. <laughs> see? See? Her eyes say it all. Her eye, Both your eyes. See? I've got a male I, and a but, female who's like, oh, boy. But I kind of love this. <laughs> sort of? No. Well, you can date him. <laughs> I'm sure he'll bring you an orchid and a, what, was a he, Lego. What was his, uh, what was his uh, occupation? I don't know. I didn't really. I. I mean, I've tried to. I'm just to curious forget. if he was a stand-up comedian. Maybe he was trying to be funny. <laughs> I don't. That's so sweet. You're giving the benefit of the doubt. No, and no. Okay. <laughs> he was a very passionate Latin man, and I think that that was his way of showing affection. Ooh. I. What, is, what does ooh mean? Yeah. Ooh means like. <laughs> it means like. 
an affectation. Like it's too much of a presentation, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Totally. Right? Totally. I, like if it were totally. just like I'm a, like a introvert and I happen to love Legos and I made this weird <laughs> rose for you. Um, if he, yeah. was the, if be, he was the good doctor and he made me a rose, I would be in love. <laughs> instead, it's like, this is how I'm going to impress. Like the, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? Like the yes. overtness of I'm making this presentation. Okay. I, mean, let me, I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Okay. So years ago, I went on a first date with someone I met on, um, this is before the apps. This was on... Um, uh, not okay. Okay, Cupid. It was okay. Cupid. It's another site. It's like Mash.com. Oh, that's com. like way back. Wait, this is like 2000 before <laughs> the app started coming out. Okay. So it's like 2011 ish. And I remember meeting this this woman online who, in her profile, said she was gluten free. So I, I wait. It was I okay. Want, Cupid and gluten was a thing already. Well, gluten free was like starting to be a thing oh, around then. So okay. I got her. The, I found like a bakery that had these gluten free brownie bites. So I thought I'd bring that on a first date. I wasn't sure if it was like too much, it was overboard. I'd never really bring anything on a first date, but I just thought, oh, she's gluten-free, maybe she'll enjoy these. And I brought that to her, and it blew her away, and it really... Do you guys get creeped out if someone get, give you a little gift on a first date? Isn't it depends it all on the gift. About, it depends on the gift? It's all about the person. Yeah. Not about the okay, gift, so it's about the person. I thought I might, it might have been overboard, thinking I'm no, stalking no, no, her, no. like no. her stalking no, her thing. Think, but no, and, you're right. I, I think it's about like how many, it depends on how many times you've talked on the phone before, like what the relationship. Text, just through text. Through text. Through text. And I saw that she's gluten-free and then she saw it, she thought it was really considerate, but I also thought maybe it's a little too much for a first date. No, 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 it no. worked. It worked in that situation. Uh, uh, well, I would say if I hadn't talked, if I hadn't spent time talking to you and right. you showed up for the first time with a gift. I would be a little creeped out. Yeah. But if I exactly. spent time like putting the time and an effort in and you were paying attention and getting to know me and you showed up with a gift, I'd feel a little more like, oh, that was a sweet gesture. Cassie, creepy or not creepy? No, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it depends on the context of the relationship. Like if you had mm-hmm. been texting and talking. And texting came, for a while. And it came up in conversation. Never, uh, never on the phone. She's cold. Will you turn off the air? <laughs> it's her house. No, it's his house. It's your house. It's his. Whoops. Never <laughs> She's mind. She's a movie star. You think she lives here? <laughs> oh my God. This it's is a nice house. <laughs> I just noticed she's so cold. Oh my God. Like still here shivering. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it's off. A, it's a beautiful home. I'll turn off. I'll turn off the air conditioning in my non movie star home. Excuse me. <laughs> which I spent a fucking lot of money it's on. This is Los Angeles, home. by the way. Larchmont Village, Cassie. You didn't drive up a driveway. I'm sorry, I don't live in honest mega mansion. Who are you guys? Let's talk shit about Sim. You thought she lived here? <laughs> Wait, oh shit, you came back. I was just, he always does that. I was just looking at how like all of a sudden she's but she's literally like doubled over <laughs> shivering and you're just going on about dating and gluten-free brownies. And I'm like, yeah. uh <laughs> she's oh, sure. <laughs> Okay, so back to this. Anyways, if okay. that, if the rose was a yes. deal breaker, this friggin' painting is a deal breaker. Okay, there, done, fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> he pronounces your name Ariola. That would probably make me laugh. <sighs> and then I guess it depended on like our chemistry, because it could either tur- <laughs> wait. This is not wait. The portrait <laughs> is a deal breaker, but Ariola is not. <laughs> what? Oh, I like you. <laughs> I mean, listen, if we have like crazy chemistry, that could be like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) 
Dude. Yeah, oh, what the not on fuck? A fir- wait, not on a first date. Are we talking about a first date? Well. Or is it just like in conversation? Conversation. Yeah. So if it's conversation, we have crazy like, chemistry. Mom, dad, this is the love of my life. <laughs> Areola. Well, in that kind of conversation, I would die. <laughs> um, okay. He likes balloon porn. I don't know what that is. It's girls popping balloons with their butt and feet. Huh? I mean, deal breaker. I don't even, I don't even, I can't even mentally get that. I can't even visually get that. Can you? No. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. When Cassie, yeah, that's, that's a real thing, huh? That's a real thing. Wow. wow. Cassie, Cassie, explain. Well, um, <laughs> they sit on it and they pop it with their behind. Uh-huh. And then sometimes they pop it with their gigantic breasts. And sometimes they pop it with their feet. So, like, what? I don't. Is that like the it's cum shot? Is that like, like yeah, do, are I guys supposed to come when yeah. the balloon is popped? Yeah. <laughs> I don't and get it. The sound and the. Everything about that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. It sounds like somebody who's into that has come so many times. He's looking for new ways to come. Absolutely. Like, this is a new way to come. A new way to come. Like surprise, like a loud popping noise yeah. makes you come, I guess. I, that would, if I had a penis, that would scare my penis. So I don't know how that would make me come, but okay. That's why f- men and women are different. <laughs> On the first date, he hands you the check for dinner because he's a feminist. Oh, wow. Deal breaker. Mm. Good. I'm sorry. I, I'm one of those guys. I'm a real traditionalist when it comes to that. I will never... I mean, here's the thing. If I go on a first, second, third, fourth, I'm always going to pay. But if she insists on buying a drink afterwards, like at a bar, I'll let her do that. But I won't... I don't... I'm sorry if that's really... That's one thing I'll never change about myself. I'll well, always pay. I love that. I think really a good because there's yes. women that don't love that. No, listen. There's a difference between feminism and chivalry and just like okay. common dating. Thank you. Ed, Thank you for like, saying that because I wasn't sure. The, it's Men just, don't know anymore. Yeah, I know. It's very confusing these days. It is. It is. And listen, I don't knock any women who would want to pay. I, you know, I think we work really hard for our money. I enjoy paying for a lot of things on my own. Um, but I think if it's a first date, there's something that's still like I still fantasize about the romanticness of that, if that's even a word. I don't know. And like the chivalry. And, you know, I I think anyone dating me would know that I make my own money and I have my own career. So I think the feminist part of the conversation is already spoken for. And the rest of it is just like a nice gesture. Why are you looking like that? <laughs> because I, because I, I've been thinking a lot about this this idea a lot, you know, like, um, about the idea of, I guess sort of the, um, own, the idea of ownership a little bit like, um, yes, I, so I want, I love it that people have manners or they want to pay for dinner. Um, but it's also there is also the other side of it. It's like, oh, does this mean though that I owe you something? Well, or or just that like the larger concept of being like, for instance, I wanted to ask Jack, my son, um, the other day if because I had heard that he had had a girlfriend, and I wanted to ask him. Like, oh, Jack, do you, you know, do you have a girlfriend? 
Um, but then I started to think about it and I was like having the, like the idea of, am I instilling the idea of like ownership? It's different if I, if I had had a, a daughter and I would say to the daughter, like, do you have a boyfriend or whatever? That's so different, um, of a concept than the idea of Jack having a girlfriend. Does that make sense? Because what does he have? That, exactly. Yeah. Like, I know I'm sort of linking. I struggle with that in a relationship, but the reason I answered the way I did was because you said a first date, and I think mm-hmm. that's the difference. Oh, completely. And, is like one is. Oh, and I wouldn't. Um, okay, but then what I said before was that I I always pay. I always want to pay. Oh, does that course. does that mean I'm owed something? No. Okay, good because no, I never because no. when and you, you know said what? that I, I thought that's what I would be so a lot of women like, are thinking. Here's right? the hypocrite uh, in me that I would be turned off by somebody who wouldn't. Right. You know. Right. Um. So that's uh, you know it's, it's a tricky. Like, it's it's tricky. It's, uh, yeah. So I I feel like for men it has to be a complicated. This is all. It's very complicated. Yes. I never want to feel like someone owes me something because I've been buying nice dinners for them. Right. Ever. Yeah. I'm doing that because I want to do it. Right. But also, yeah. It's, oh God, where yeah. are the rules? I know. We it's haven't, tough. We haven't it's like, tough. clarified yeah. them. I, I think it's an ongoing nobody conversation. I, I think for sure on a first date, I still believe in like respect and chivalry. And I think once you hit like really, once you hit relationship status, like on your Facebook page, <laughs> uh, then the conversation then you changes. Have super high yeah then you like have to talk about like what you share and like what you do and what she does and what oh she my does. god yeah. when are you guys getting married uh wait when are you he's so fucking hot when is he putting a ring on it it's been five months oh is this hollywood god. like have you frozen your eggs yet come oh on oh my god <laughs> seriously but no 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 seriously for you <laughs> like am i your bridesmaid or not <laughs> It's complicated. I want to be your maid of honor. You told me earlier that, like three years ago, that at the table read that I could be. Yeah. So, Um, I promise that. Promise, (laughs) my tits will not outshine yours. Uh, Based on what you said earlier, I think they will. What do you mean, Doctor Teitelbaum? Yeah. He's going to be in it. I think he shines bright (laughs) in the whole (laughs) equation. (laughs) Shines bright like a diamond, you know? Like a constellation. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He thinks Halloween is the devil's holiday, and he doesn't celebrate it. Oh, that's such a frustrating one. Because on the one hand, I think that's so cool. And on the other, I'd be pissed because I love Halloween. <laughs> Wait, what do you love about Halloween? Everything. The candy, the costumes. Like what? Candy corn? <laughs> <laughs> you love candy corn. You brought it up. <laughs> no, I, well, okay. When I was a kid, I actually used to love Easter and Halloween the most, the most because like I love Wait. candy and eggs. <laughs> Forget about the religious part of it. <laughs> okay. I like this though. This is good. Candy, eggs, that's simple. I like this. For most people's digestive system, it doesn't go well together. But for me, I was fine. Um, (laughs) But as far as the fact that he did the whole like devil's thing, I think I'd actually, I think I'd be intrigued. I think, I don't think it'd be a deal breaker. I think I'd be intrigued to like have a conversation more about it. 
I think I'd be like, mm, tell me more. Can I fix you? Can you fix me? What's happening here? I'd be like, Ariola. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. You have candy corn for me? <laughs> babe, come on, don't mock me. Come on, babe. Oh. Of course I have candy corn for you. <laughs> All Hallows Eve. Not my fucking jam, man. But what about Day of the Dead? Nope. Don't you fucking mock me. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be but aggressive, you know. I love you. <laughs> you know this about me. I don't like Halloween. It's always something that, like, you know. But you know, it's my sort of trigger holiday. We call it <laughs> Trolliday. <laughs> what if I dress up as your favorite? Don't you have a favorite character? My favorite character? Yeah. I used to be Annie from Annie. <laughs> <laughs> On All Hallows Eve, it's a I will be life. Annie from Annie. From Annie. <laughs> <laughs> For Trolliday, if you just give it a trance. <laughs> I just what need you, you to sit in this windowsill. <laughs> what do you say? Sing tomorrow. That way, all Hallows Eve will be over. Let's <laughs> come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. Babe, is that how you're gonna do it, babe? babe whoa, 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 babe. I know you're paying the rent, but I gotta tell you. It's not great, babe. I don't feel like this relationship built on candy corn is going anywhere. Oh, babe, come on. Fuck. <laughs> you know I love you. Mm. Your fucking tits are so hot. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have Dr. Bajaldio. What's his name? Dr. Titlebomb. <laughs> Happens to be my uncle. <laughs> So when I'm Annie this year for Halloween, don't ask questions. <laughs> are we done with the questions? Are we going to do a break and then we'll yeah, do, let's a do a call? Yeah, a little break. Yeah, we have one call Ooh. left. Is that it? We have, a how we, we have a how would you proceed, right? Or is that it? No, we don't. We don't. Okay, let's do a break then. And then one last call and then we can end this. Thank God. <laughs> Hey guys, we're back. Hi. We were talking about something outside. And again, I'm learning so much from you two, which is why I feel like this is a really powerful podcast. The three of us are having a conversation outside. And um, Cassie, maybe you want to grab a mic well, for this. Well, the, the three women and the, and the men. Do you have before. a mic? <laughs> Do you have a mic here? No. All right, just come over here and share with me then. But Cassie, you mentioned something. Dear listeners, this is Cassie, our head writer. <laughs> so you mentioned something outside based on the conversation we had before the break. Ariel and and uh, and Anna seem to respond to. So talk about that. Well, when we were talking earlier to Francis, and you know, you guys were talking about hashtag Me Too, which I think is a really important and powerful thing, but it didn't impact me in, a, in an emotional way. But though I supported everyone who was doing it, but as you guys were talking about it, and we were discussed the giggle, and suddenly it had like a really emotional impact on me because I was like, oh no, but that's just become like a really normal part of my life. 
when someone's like weird or inappropriate, it's like, well, I don't want to make you feel weird. So I'll just giggle. Like I'll just laugh. Yeah. I feel really weird. But like, I don't want to go out of my way to make you feel weird. Right. It's somehow the, it's your responsibility. Yeah, it's how yeah, yeah. So I'll just diffuse it and I'll laugh. And it's like, oh God, this is weird. Like I'll make it up the situation. But like, uh, but it was like, that was so powerful to me when you guys were talking about that. But don't you think that if we, first of all, we're conditioned, I think, you know, to, to giggle. But also if we were to do anything else, we'll be labeled a bitch or, um, you know, or like difficult, that that would be like the best of circumstances. Um, and so it's like, well, okay, I guess, I guess what I do is I laugh, I laugh and, um, it puts everyone at ease when, you know, I, I feel incredibly uncomfortable and, um, so I guess that's like the, that's the defense mode that you go into a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it was funny because I've been having a lot of conversations about the Me Too hashtag and about pe- my girlfriends who get it and some that don't. I mean, not that no one, everyone gets right, it. Right, it's important. But the, exactly but what you said. But not to have like the, emo- the same emotional response really. Exactly. And to me, it was about like, it's not a it's about the fact that like hey everybody wake up almost every woman you know has been sexually harassed that's just a fact like that's like you you need food to survive it's that much of a fact what level that's a conversation but the fact is the fact and so i think some people are you know they're struggling with the me too because it feels like it's gone too far or mm-hmm. emotional or this or that But I think like what you said about the giggle is these are all, um, it's all ways of relaying information saying, guys, this is the situation that you have chosen to put us in. And up until now, we have chosen to find our way out instead of calling you on your poor choice in the first place. It's like my giggle is not a laugh. Yeah, the giggle, the giggle is like, I'm uncomfortable. My giggle is a shield. Yeah, and it's like, my giggle is the fact that for some reason I'm trained to take care of both of us. Yeah. For some reason I'm trained to get, to to take care of myself and protect myself and also protect you. Right, like I don't want to make you feel bad. Yeah, or also like maybe I'm misreading it. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's meant to put all these questions in our head, and so it's like, well, this way I don't need to call you on your shit. I don't need to question it. I don't need to go down that dirty path. I can just like giggle and get out, and call my girlfriends later and get the support I need, and hope it never happens again. That's what a giggle does, you know. And I mean, we were talking like I can't the amount of times. Like I was just saying, I was in, I was getting a root canal last week and it it was wildly inappropriate the way the doctor offered to check on me and take care of me and literally took my cell phone to put his number in to say, because he wanted to check on me. 
the best tool I had was to giggle and reroute him and ask about the medicine so that I could get out of his chair and get out of the dentist office. And that's last week after all the Weinstein stuff had already broke and I was on meds, highly medicated in his dentist chair after having a root canal. I mean, that is the type of manipulation we're talking about. And that's the type of giggle we're sharing that saves us in any given situation at any time. And I like, I can't it's believe like such it. such a temporary save, though, you know? Like, yeah. Like, ultimately, if uh, I, I, I'm ashamed that I giggled. I didn't know what else to do. But I'm ashamed. But it takes a number of us, an army of people to be like, no, 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 no. That's fuck. What the fuck? If yeah. You, if you Don't giggle, the guy is going to think it's okay. Right. Yeah. Right. But but also on a like you giggled at a time when like I'm sure if that happened right now my hope is that there would be a different response even the fact that even if the director was too afraid to do it in the first place at this point I think what we're going to see for a while right now is fear. I think a lot of men are going to be terrified, which is fine. You know, the pendulum will swing. Like but the fact that you this happened to you a few years ago, I don't know how many years ago, but in a time where I believe you giggled because that was the best thing. That was the best tool you had to get out of the situation for everyone's sake. Like you didn't have enough faith that anyone was going to speak up. Otherwise you would have. And like, I'm sure everyone wanted their job. Like I'm sure the crew members stood by your side and said it was fucked up, but they didn't say it was fucked up to the director. And that's the issue in and of itself is that we have to stop talking about what's happening to you and we have to start talking to the director about it. You know, it's like there, um, what's his name? Jackson Katz had that great quote about like, stop talking about the number of women who are sexually harassed and start talking about the number of men who are sexually harassing them. Even in the way we talk about this issue lies the problem because we're still focusing on the women. So of course we look like the problem. We're the ones being targeted. But if you switch the attention onto the man, onto the director, onto the crew that could have stood up to the director and left you out of it, there's the solution. Oh, you're 100% right. And this town is filled, you know, we're... we're the point of that was that I honor your feeling ashamed because I felt my own shame in the past couple of weeks, even with the dentist story I just shared with you, because it's like, oh my God, that happened last week. But... I, I but that's that. fucked up. It's really fucked up. I've been telling everyone. I'm like, what? Like the worst timing, dude. <laughs> like, why would you do that now? Like maybe three weeks ago, but really the last two weeks? Come on. But anyways, and it's like the most vulnerable. Like my mouth is open to this man and he's choosing to do all these inappropriate things. Are you kidding me? Um, but, but anyways, like don't like the shame that you feel. I feel like that's what we're all feeling. But I feel like this conversation is to say like, let go of that shame because it wasn't all on you. And that's the like problem that we all are facing and feeling is we've all taken it on as our own problem. And it's not. Wait, can I ask you both a question? Let's just say you're on a movie set next week and the director's... Thanks. The gra- I need a job. We got hired. Both of yeah. you are on a movie we or a TV a set next week. Guys, guys, great job. Yes. Wait, we're left. Now, okay, wait, I'm, we're I'm, giving you, I'm giving you a situation here. I'm giving you a hypothetical. I'm giving you guys a hype. You guys are sisters in the movie? Both of you. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Or, no, no, no. I know what it is. The Halloween couple got hired. It's 
Annie live television Halloween special. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so it's a very- it's a hard knock life for <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, you have the better voice. So- no, you're the man. I'm the woman. <laughs> Remember? So no? next okay. week, if the director slapped you both on the ass in front of the crew next week, what do you both say? I don't think that would happen to me now because I- let's say it does. Let's say something similar, like an inappropriate. You, you felt you felt like you were harassed in front of the crew or whatever, even if you were alone. If it happened to you next week, where in the past you would you we may have giggled it off, but now it happens next week. What do you do? Do you tell someone? Do you set, do you tell the director? You're three days you're think, three days into know, your shoot. I know what I would do now. What do you, what would you do now? I'd be like, What the fuck, dude? What the fuck was that? Did you all just see that? That was so fucking you, crazy. You would call him out. Yes. Good. But but I say that now as like having like, you know, more work under like, you know, I, I have the luxury of saying that at age 40. We were talking about that earlier when you like we were talking about all of this. And then you said something that like my heart resonated with. But you were like, but sometimes I just want a freaking job. And yes. it's like, yeah. that's very real for any industry. Like, why are we even having to talk about sexual harassment and work in the same conversation? Like, we just want to work. I remember that same director um, telling my agent who told me that, um, that I had, like, great legs. And that was one of the reasons that I got hired. And listen... That's a fucking great compliment. I like my legs, but um, I'd like to keep them for a while. <laughs> but but that sort of like informed the my whole experience with that that project, and um, so it wasn't like you know I I don't think the male lead got hired because he had great legs. Um, have you noticed guys don't have great legs? They have chicken legs. <laughs> so small. They work on their arms all the time. Guys, work on your legs. I'm an ass lady. Come on. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's bring it back. Yes. Fuck you. Let's get yeah. them hired for their legs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. I interrupted a really crucial no, no, moment. No, 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 no. But, but, yeah, but. But you know, but you illustrate an important, important point that is, it's like, um, that wouldn't have ever been said to a male lead. I, I, you know, anyway, but, um, so therefore I felt like, okay, I'm hired because of these elements, not because of talent you have. (laughs) <laughs> well, you said it. <laughs> Say it again, won't you? How funny you are! How witty go you are! What do you how mean? Go on. You are. Oh, go on. Go on. Um, but so, did you feel like then you fell in your own trap of like, oh, I oh, should completely. make sure my legs look hot oh, on camera because that's yes. why I got the job. Of course. Yeah. Yes. So that's even that's like horrific. Yeah, I understand. Can I tell you, there was a movie I did where I had two wardrobe people bending me over. This was before ta- um, push up those push up bras that like stick to your breasts now. Yeah. The Men new and bra. Listening. Yeah. And there's a new bra. Yeah. The new bra. Guys, there's, oh, I there's know a the thing new called bra. the new bra. We all know the new bra. 
Anyone who's gone to an award show knows the new bra. Wait, wait, I don't know what the new bra is. Um, it's a strapless sticks to your uh, breasts, but it's like backless. Okay. So it'll, it allows you to do more with less. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Why would I know, Anna? You're looking at me like I would know what it is. I had two wardrobe people in my trailer bending me over. Actually, I'm duct taping my breasts together because this was before the new bra was invented. And um, I was I needed to have like great cleavage for this one roll. And that was the only way to get it um, because like the push-up bras weren't like doing what they wanted. So they actually like taped, they bent me over and then like duct taped my breasts together and then put the bra on and then, you know, put the shirt on. It's, it's a, it's a multi-layered process. Um, but I mean, that's not, I don't bring that up to say that's, you know, um, sexual harassment in the, in the same way that we've been talking about it. It's more about going back to the legs and why we're hired and wanting a job. And like, you know, I was really young then. That was one of my first movies. And, you know, was it comfortable? No, but I was so excited to have moved to LA from Florida at 17 and be in a film that I was like, yeah, whatever it takes, as long as I'm not having sex with someone, I'm good. You know, that was my mindset. As long as I'm not screwing my way to the top, I'm good. And it was like, so I, I, I feel you with the, with the lay comment because you're like, well, if this is what it takes, like, sure, you know, and it's really hard as, as a woman now to say that because I feel like I am so much stronger and brighter and, and to, look back at myself and go like, oh my God, look at what I put myself through, you know? And I hope everyone listening, like, if you're young and sprightly, <laughs> like I was once, you don't have to do that. You atrocious creature. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my face. Should we get to the call? Let's get to the call. Yeah. All right. Cassie, will you dial it for us? Thank you. We're going to call Caitlin. Caitlin's in Detroit and she's 25. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello. Hey, Caitlin. It's Sim. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna right now. Anna, say hi to Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. How are you? Our special guest is Ariel Kevel. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. I for? have a question. Huh? Oh, yeah. I for, have, this I have right a question here. for Ariel. Okay. Here. Were you in the movie Aquamarine? I was. 
Okay, I was going to be like such a douche if you weren't, but I was obsessed with that movie when I was like younger. Wait, I, I, I know I the guy, the, the director. You do? Did Joe Nussbaum directed it? Well, no, actually a woman directed it. So herein lies the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I thought, I thought I knew the director of Aquamarine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes. Uh, no. Um, uh, yeah. Um, Liz Allen directed it. Okay. Um, but it was it was wonderful. We filmed in Australia. It was one of my first movies, actually. It was not the movie I was talking about earlier, but um, but it was one of my first movies. I loved it. Yeah, I was pretty sure that it was you, and then I was like, oh, I think I can place her there, and I have to ask because I was obsessed with that movie when I was younger. Oh, thank you. I wasn't wait. What? Nice I, I I love the, what? Why? Why were you obsessed with it? Because I I love um, like okay. I mean, it's kind of, uh, to be honest, the guy in the movie, I don't know the actor's name. but Jake um, McDormand? And the, uh, yes, was, it, was he Raymond? The Craigslist killer. Yeah, he, um, that was what I was obsessed with him. He was like my first wet dream. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Do women girl. get wet dreams? I don't understand that. No, I was just using an expression, oh, I guess. Okay. I, was obs- I, I, I didn't know. I, I don't know how women's bodies yeah, work. Yeah, I, I mean, I did. <laughs> you, you've had a wet dream in your, yeah. in your life? Well, how does that, tell me, the, explain the, the process. Not a graphic way, it's but like, how does that work? Well, I, yeah, all right. So um, I'm asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in my dorm. Uh, it's 1996. Okay. Um, I'm in Haggett dorm, right? I have like the the narrow bed. Is that bed. where you guys know each other from? <laughs> no. Oh. And, um, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night. Turns out like I'm a little bit wet. Between my legs, Sim. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. I had to, okay, you. great. That's all. I, I listen. You didn't have to explain it to me. You you asked me to. But you could have said, "I Sim, I'm Sweet I'm not going to get into it." I I didn't really. I really didn't need that much detail, to be honest. <laughs> oh, uh, it was right. the right details. I'm glad that she could explain thank it, and you. I didn't have to. <laughs> thank so, you. Thanks all right. Well, thank you both for explaining what a female wet dream is to me. <laughs> all right. So tell us what's going on with your best friend. You had a best friend for 18 years, right? And something's happening. What's happening? Yes. Yep. Uh, we've been best friends since third grade. And um, she went on a work trip about a year and a half ago, and she'd just gotten out of a long-term relationship. So she was kind of on the prowl, um, as she should be. I mean, you know, got to get out of the funk. And so she called me on the work trip. She met a guy she was really into, and I was, you know, really happy for her. And when she got home, she started to tell me more about this guy. And then she tells me that he's married. Mm. And yeah, and I, you know, I was like, are you sure that that's a good idea? And she said, well, you know, it's just a one-time thing and it's not going to happen again. And I'm like, okay, that's probably a good idea because, you know, it's not going to end well. Um, And then she goes on another work trip, you know, same company, same people. And it happens again. With, and with a different guy, right? A different dude this time. No, this is the same guy oh, same still. Guy. Um, you know, after she said it was going to end. And uh, that goes on for months and months. Long story short, I she knows I'm not okay with it. I, I, you know, I've been cheated on. There was infidelity in my parents' marriage. It just, she knows I'm not very supportive of that. Um, eventually, it ends badly. He chooses to try and work things. She, my friend is devastated. She's like, I made a big mistake, blah, blah, blah. And then um, a few months later, she meets another guy who's married and a relationship with him. So 
I'm kind and ever since all this has been happening, I feel kind of a strain on our relationship because I'm not really sure if I can be friends with someone who doesn't feel any remorse or guilt or can't see what she's doing is wrong. And I'm just kind of wondering what you would do if, you know, your best friend, and I can't really talk to anyone else about it because I don't want to slander her name or, you know, I don't, I don't want people talking about it and finding out. So I'm not really sure what to do. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Are you, are you in a relationship at all? No, I'm not. Are you in love? Like, do you crush on somebody? Oh, I love the way um, you talk. I have a crush on a lot of people. I don't know. I can't really. I, I was in, I've always kind of been in long-term relationships, and this is the first time I haven't been in one. So I'm, I'm pretty happy um, just dating casually right now. So I'm not sure. I don't think it has anything to do with me being hurt as much as I just don't. I can't, I just can't really like support these decisions and it's really eating me up inside. Like I can't, I just feel so bad and I don't want her to get hurt and I don't want anyone to get hurt. So I, I just don't really know what to do. Do you miss her a lot? My friend? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, mean, just I mean, like I her, see her. her friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think she is a little bit consumed by these relationships and keeping up with this stuff. And yeah, I do miss her. It's, she's not the same. For sure. Do you think that she's being hurt by these relationships? I thought the first time around, maybe she was hurt enough that it wouldn't happen again. Um, but I, I'm not really sure. She's pretty hard to read. She's she's pretty self-involved. I, I don't mean to, that in a bitchy way, but I, I, I don't know if she can tell if she's hurt. But I, she's going to be because I don't see this one ending very well either. Ugh. I mean, how can it? No, probably not great. But here's the thing. I, and I say this like at being like 40. Ugh, God, I'm like at the risk of sounding <laughs> like my mom. Um, no, my mom would not know. She would be like, what is going on? She doesn't, she doesn't understand anything. So. I love your mom voice. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Wait, what is this Tinder? Well, but, <laughs> but, but truly here, like, um, I think that, She's going to have her, her journey and, uh, and you're going to have yours and her mistakes, they're going to be hers. And I think what you can do is be a caring friend like you are because you called our podcast, which is so fucking awesome. Um, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I think that, um, I don't know. My very unqualified well, opinion. Don, do you feel like if you make a mistake once, you know, it's like a mistake and you could admit that, you know, maybe it wasn't the best, but then if you make the same mistake again, I just feel like it's kind of, a, you know what you're doing. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Yes, of course. But here's the other thing is that you can't, you can't be the person that tells right. somebody that. They have to learn it themselves, you know? Right. Um, you're a good mom. Mommy. <laughs> you are. Aww. I'm like, your son is very lucky to have you. Um, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say you're such a wonderful friend for caring this much. But at a certain point, it becomes her journey and not yours. And the best thing you can do is share exactly, in my opinion, in my opinion, um, is share exactly how you feel so that you know that you're 
best friend has heard it. And then you have to decide if you're willing to be there to support her on the other side. You know, this may make or break you guys. You may be able to be the one that holds her on the other side when she realizes what she needs to realize. Or you may not be able to do it. And that's okay, too. You know, friendships go through a lot of ups and downs. And sometimes they don't make it. And sometimes they do. But it's okay. Like, you know. And Caitlin, I think the other thing to take into consideration um, as well is is sort of um, what you want from your friendship with her. And if you're missing her because that's what it sort of sounds like as well, you know, because. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just want her to make the right decisions so she's happy in life. And I mean, when she's not happy, I'm not happy. But imagine like, let's say she uh, convinces a dude to leave his wife and they get married, um, your friend and this married guy. And you're like the maid of honor. And. Um, in like 10 years from now and she's um, still lonely and confused. Like like these, I guess what I'm trying to say is that these are the problems of life and these are problems that we can't solve for our friends. I wouldn't want anyone that I loved to be heartbroken by having relationships with somebody else that's who's involved with somebody else. I know this is going to sound really harsh. I'm sorry. But my question would be like, what is your friend in therapy? And why does she feel like she can find a relationship in an unavailable man versus finding a single Great healthy man? Oh, that's a fantastic question. You know, here's the thing I said to her at the very beginning. I said, listen, at the time, you're 23 years old. You're gorgeous. Just go outside. You can meet any single guy our age who's not tied down that'll treat you amazingly. And I don't know. I've asked her, you know, what do you see in this situation? What do you see in this man? And it's just, oh, I have such a connection with him. I can't resist it. But I just don't really know if I buy it if it happens uh, But here's twice. the thing, Caitlin, is that... It- like, I think that you will, if you explore too much of her, her issues, it's going to just drive a wedge in between you guys. Yeah. And so I, I think that you have to just simply, I don't know, be, be supportive. Um, if she asked you for her, for advice, I think you say, you know what, maybe it's not the best idea to sleep with married people, but, uh, you know, I love you. I want to do like, I want to have your back. Um, and cause that's all you can do because you won't be able to change her mind in any way, you know? Right. Um, yeah, that's the hardest part. And asking yourself what you're okay with. Like, I think that's such beautiful advice she just gave you because, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I could have that compassion. <laughs> like, I'm like learning from it because I, I was, I was actually, as you were talking, I was comparing it to a situation I had in middle school. I know that you're older, but with one of my guy best friends, he, we did everything together. We skateboarded together. We walked our dogs together. We went to get 7-Eleven Slurpees together. Like we did everything together and he started selling drugs and he was like one of the smartest guys I know. 
and I was like heartbroken. And for so long I tried, I was like, why are you doing this? Let me help you. Let me find other ways. I can get you another job. Like if you need money, you know, all the, I was like, I was constantly trying to be the solution for my friend. And, um, I finally realized he just wanted to do it. And I personally wasn't okay with it because it was such a heavy drug at such a young age. I, I, it scared me. And, and that's what I had to say to him. And I cried for weeks after because of, there was really a hole in my heart. I lost, like, I felt like I lost a family member. Um, but I knew that what I believed in at that point was what I had to go with because if I tried to say I was okay with it and be his friend anyways, I was just going to end up in fights with him, even if I tried to ignore it and think I was okay. So I think that also the other question to ask yourself is like, what are you okay with? Because if you're okay with her dating these married people, then truly be okay with it and like support her through it, like you're saying. But if you're not okay with it, then the problem isn't with her. It's about you and then you have to respect yourself. You know what? We've all mourned. Haven't we all like mourned the loss of a best friend? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, exactly to what you're saying. Like it's, it sucks, but that's, that's sort of the, our journey through life is, I just, I just don't want her to get hurt. That's really the ultimate. And I feel like a bad friend for even, you know, not being supportive of it, but no, 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 no. Of course you can't be supportive of like, oh yes. Hooray. Good for you for having, (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's what she's looking for in me as her best friend. But I just, I feel like I, I hope that she one day, if it doesn't work out, I hope that she can look back and realize I was just trying to be a good friend by not supporting her. Of course. I, I don't know you know what she sense. will. Yes. It sounds like you guys are kind of going through a friendship breakup a little bit. Yeah, and it does. It feels like that. I'm feeling yeah. emo now. And, and there's no, um, there's nothing you can do really at this point to, you can't like capture her right now. She just has to right. do her thing and you have to do yours and you just sort of hopefully will like reconnect in a year And uh, because truly, like, there's nothing you can say. You can't pass judgment because she's already just kind of have to let things. Yeah, she's she's already putting that on herself. Like, there's there's already going to be enough. She's already going to go through enough, like enough shit. So, is there anything that you can before we let her go? Is there anything you can tell her to do now? I I would just think like I, I would just maybe say to her, um, "Hey, I love you so much." I'm here whenever. Um, reach out if you feel like it, um, and yeah, just like just reiterate love. Right. That's all, That's and good. then and then just like kind of leave it alone. I I, would I like that. That's good. Yeah, hey, I like Caitlin, that. Caitlin, are you okay with that? Oh God, but Caitlin, I yeah, know it's absolutely. a heart. It's it was, heartbreaking it though. I know that like I know that losing a friend or at least like having a friend grow distant is. It sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. It does. And thank you for sharing with us. And, um, and you know, like any breakup is hard. Like, focus on you. I know it sounds cliche, but focus on you because that's where the energy is productive. If you keep worrying about her, it's just like the spinning cycle, you know? Definitely. Caitlin, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the Caitlin, time. Caitlin, thank I really you. I love it. you. Thank you. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. Bye, Caitlin. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 
Oh, I haven't done this wrap it up finger in a long time. I'm doing you sure it. haven't. It's been like five weeks since I've done it. <sighs> there, I've been doing it for. She's been. Oh my god! Seriously, one of my favorite guests of all time. Oh my gosh! I'm not just saying that. Thank I don't you. Say I that. was so lost. I honestly, I was so lost in your finger wrapping right now. I actually forgot we were on the podcast. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Wait, I was like, the I finger wrap that. has been a point of contention. <laughs> I was really distracted. Uh. <laughs> Oh, Caitlin. Seriously, I seriously, hope Caitlin thank figures things. I hope she works it all out. You've been amazing. Oh, thank you. So- thank you. you. It, truly, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me both. Thank you for the giggles. Thank you for the um, the Halloween fantasy, you know. Um. <laughs> Let's relive it all again. Hey, I know I know that you have, um, I know you have uh, Fifty Shades number three. What's it called? Number three, Fifty Shades Free. That's coming out in February. I know it your publicist told me that to promote that, but here's what, here's what I'm thinking. But it's February That's so amazing. far away. Can you come back to promote it? Will oh you, my God, I would love will, that. If, if Anna's okay with it. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first of all, mm-hmm. it's been so awesome having you here on the podcast. Thanks. Yeah, I guess it's cool if maybe you returned. <laughs> Hey, I don't, not to like put you on the spot, but yeah. can I come back? Um, I guess, you know what? I don't know. We'll have to see if like this, I don't know. We'll have to I check mean, the schedule. What's his name? Eric? What's the guy? Cut, uh, cut the, if they cut this out, I'll know who to blame. <laughs> if I never Tyler. come back, I Tyler. know who to blame. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, but wait, listen, I do want to tell you a couple of things. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Wait. Should I get my trio out? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, if you do come back, if there's any way you could like potentially like dress a little sexier or so we can move, take the photo, like, cause oh. we are trying to sell like the podcast. You know oh, right. Right. Cause you want more male more viewers. Right. Yeah. Did you want me to show my legs? Well, or your tits, whatever oh, you feel yeah. like, yeah, or both, yeah, or both. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Well, I mean, like, would I get more followers? That would be super helpful. Like, if I showed, if you actually got a lot more followers, that would be really, really helpful. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Cool. I like the way you hold your mic close to your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> All right, let's end this thing right now. Oh, I'm such a good jerk. night, dear listeners. I love you so much. <laughs> thank you thank for listening. You. Thank you for having thank me. You. This was amazing. Uh, we, I, and I'm, like, I'm honored headphones. to be on this. Like, this was a really meaningful podcast. So, thanks for having me. Thank you.